What's up, guys? Welcome to another podcast. I'm here with a special guest. He's going to introduce himself so you guys get to know him. He's a really great friend of mine that I met a couple years ago. I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's going to be a great one. Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? It's a pleasure to be on this podcast with my brother, Philip. And my name is Brother Ferris. For those who don't know me, I'm a strength and conditioning coach in this Northern Virginia area. Also do a lot of training online and just like my brother here, trying to become the best athlete and just help as many people as possible become the best versions <laughs> of themselves. Let's go. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you like that intro, huh? <laughs> right, you did. No one does it better than Brother Fish. Hey, man, I was ready for this uh, podcast. Man. So the first question is, who are you? What do you do? And can you, can you give us a little bit of background about who's Brother Ferris? Yes, that's a wonderful question, man. So my name is Brother Ferris. All right. And who am I? I uh, basically, like I just mentioned in the intro, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I started to love this field over a decade ago. I was a track and field athlete. I played American football, a little bit of soccer, nothing like this dude, <laughs> but, you know, played a little bit. And so I've always loved sports. And, you know, as I went into the university level, I just started to love it even more. I studied kinesiology, learned even more about the human body and then got jobs in, you know, clinical settings, in gyms. And basically now I see myself as a human body engineer. So whether your goal is to become super fast and explosive or you have back pain and you want to get better, you want to lose weight. I'm just trying to help all these humans with whatever their different goal is. Awesome. Awesome. So that was the first question. And hopefully you guys know a little bit more about who Brother Ferris is. And uh, so like he mentioned, he actually answered another question because my other question was like, how did you get into fitness? And you said you did a little bit of track and so on. But um, I want to kind of get to know you. Who are some of your role models that you looked up to, you know, maybe getting into the fitness track world? Or, or just in general fitness, any, any role models that you have? It might not even be athlete-related. Yeah, that's that's a great question, honestly. Um, I, it's, it's hard for me to say if I have, like, true role models because, like, you know, I see everybody's at different levels. And I learned from a very early stage not to compare because, you know, I, I live by this quote, which is comparison is the thief of joy. And so, like, I see tons of wow. people who are, uh, you know, very successful, whether in the fitness business or in some other business, who I really take a lot of motivation from. But at the same time, like, I have to hold that, that line where it's like, all right, let me not compare and let me not try to do exactly what they did because we all have different journeys. So, um, but in general, like, there are some athletes I really do look <laughs> up to a lot. Um, there are some pro athletes. I'll start with um, Mohamed Salah. You know, I love the dude's work ethic. Baller. Honestly, he's a baller. You guys know. You know, unfortunately, he had a horrible year this year, but it's all good. Um, you know, also like um, I like uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's a Greek basketball player, and why I like him is because his story is very inspirational to me. Like he came up from nothing, and you know, just became a big champion. He worked hard. Dude used to sleep on the streets, you know, Amazing. and um, and uh, there's a lot of other people, you know, a lot of other people who are like, I'm like, wow, like that dude's doing good, you know. And um, of course, this dude, Sparta X, man, Philip, <laughs> this guy is a straight hustler. I'm dead serious, man. I'm dead serious <laughs> because like truly the way your hustle is, you know, hitting the YouTube videos and not just like any sort of videos, the quality at the highest possible level. <laughs> and I'm like, to know you personally is a true, true blessing, man. So. Same here. I really appreciate that. 
Very kind of you. No, but uh, you. Am- amazing, amazing response. <laughs> Feel honored, honestly. Bro, it's but, my uh, honor, man. <laughs> so my next question is, if you could do it all over again in your fitness journey, mm-hmm. what would you diff- do differently? Or maybe you wouldn't do anything differently. Yo, that's, that's a great question. So, you know, um, so actually... While I was in high school, you know, the, the number one sport that I was really good at was track and field. And the thing is, when I was young and in high school, I didn't take anything serious. You know, I'd be going to track practice and I'd be eating McDonald's right before, <laughs> you know, my lunch would be like three cookies. That was it. I used to uh, run backwards in practice instead of going forward. I used to be a clown. I was like a straight class clown type of guy, you know. So I didn't take anything serious at all. Yet, in my senior year, that was the, the main full year that I did it. The only year I really did it, actually. And um, I ended up breaking records in the triple jump, wow. long jump. Oh and like, and uh, I got serious as soon as the state meet came up. And I was like, yo, this is kind of a big deal. Let <laughs> me finally get serious. But that was literally, you know, pretty much the last meet, you know. Um, and it was already late for me to, you know, look at universities and stuff like that. So, you know, I would go back and I would definitely take it more serious. Same thing with football. You know, I did it for one year and um, I was super small back then when I was in in high school and I just didn't take it serious. I was like, oh, there's already other guys better. Let me just chill on the bench. You know, let me be happy. So now my mindset has definitely changed. You know, I want to, you know, obviously be the best that I can be and just put 100 percent effort out there, even if I don't have you know, the same opportunity as others who, you know, are favored by your coach or whatnot, at least if I'm putting that 100% effort, it's going to lead to something, you know? So, you know, I wish I was a little more serious, you know, then um, I could have taken things to an even higher level. I did do track at a collegiate level for a little bit, just, you know, running as uh, my own unattached athlete for um, at Mason at various meets. And, you know, it was tougher at that point because I was just pushing myself versus you know being on a team where you have others who are you know surrounded by people who are doing the same thing you're doing so um it was a it was uh a a different journey you know but at the end of the day i'm very blessed to be where i am today and you know um i wouldn't currently change anything but if i could go back i would just be a little bit more serious that's that's a good answer so i think uh that's something everyone can take away from I think a lot of young kids listening out there, if you, you know, I think you can get ahead of the game. And, you know, Brother Ferris is, like, telling telling everybody wise words. You're never too old to do something. This could be applied never. to you, yeah. This could be applied to anything in life. So this is not necessarily just related to sports. But if you are a young athlete listening to it, you know, and you want, really want to be, you know, become – a pro athlete or be good really good at anything you want to do you know make sure you take it seriously you can have fun it's not he's not saying oh you know just you know be so serious to the point where you lose the fun have fun but you work hard at the same time mm-hmm. and uh, really good response so my next question is related to something that you know I just wanted to congratulate you brother Ferris recently became a father father i I know he's a father he's gonna be the (laughs) world's greatest father but uh something that i think this could be super beneficial is you know what is your advice for parents with newborns who want to get into shape or who who are trying to maintain it you know Mm -hmm. because i know you're someone who's already in pretty good shape 
So I, what's I your advice so, for? <laughs> so what's your advice for a parent with a newborn that maybe who wants to get in shape? Or maybe who wants to kind of maintain a good routine so they don't fall out of it. You know, I know it could be very stressful. You've told me a little bit about it, but can you elaborate to the people out there? Yeah, absolutely. And um, first off, you know, being a father is the greatest achievement. You know, it's a bigger achievement than, you know, winning first place. At least to me, you know, it's uh, one of the greatest things. It's like every day being able to wake up and see my daughter it's like um you know i've, I've won a championship you know <laughs> that's that's how i feel when i that's look at awesome. her face man so it's a true blessing um but it, it definitely is a struggle especially when they're so young because you know obviously their sleep cycle is so so messed up i mean they're waking up every two three hours things like that and so you know what i initially started doing was like all right you know let me just carry on with you know train the same way have my same goals and I soon very quickly learned <laughs> it's, it's it's very difficult you know and it's the most difficult part about it is the lack of sleep and obviously sleep is super important when it comes to your performance when it comes to your recovery so if you're not sleeping well and you're still training extremely hard in the gym and expect to hit your PRs and then get upset because you're not hitting it then um, you're gonna have to switch things around so what I've found, which I'm going to do at least until her sleep cycle gets a little bit better, is I'm not trying to hit any PRs right now in the gym. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, jump through the roof and like, you know, <laughs> just, you know, jump off the walls and whatnot. I'm simply just trying to maintain and, you know, I'm trying to sleep uh, as much as I can as well. You know, it's um, one thing where it's like getting to the gym. That's one battle on its own. You know, especially if you're a busy person who's working and, you know, you have a bigger family and you're doing so many things. But, you know, just doing something, but also not pushing yourself to the point where you're not even going to be able to recover. So, yeah, there's no point. you know, uh, I would say, uh, you know, my one advice, just try not to go for PRs. Do what you can. Remember, even 15 minutes walk is better than nothing. Of course. And, um, you know, just try to focus on a little plan to maintain what you have. And then as that sleep gets better with your child, then you can, you know, start to take things up a little bit. Awesome. So hopefully that could be beneficial to any new parents out there. Congratulations not only to Brother Ferris here, but congratulations to all the new parents out there. Good luck. Um, <laughs> so my next question is, what keeps you motivated to continue to, like, be in the gym, to stay healthy? Yeah, so that's that's a great question, by the way, you <laughs> know. Um, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, how do I stay motivated? And the truth is, I'm not always motivated. There's days where I want to stay in bed. There's days where, like, I don't even feel like opening my phone, you know, doing too much. But, um, but in general, you know, what it is that keeps me going is the fact that I've built that discipline. I've built discipline to know that I still have to put in that work even when I don't want to, even when I don't feel like it. Because my main thing is I know I'm not at my full potential. I know that, you know, if I'm right here, you know, my goal is above the tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my goal is very sure. high. And so that's not going to come overnight. It's not going to come by luck. It's going to come by consistency, putting in that hard work over a very long period of time. And I'm down for that. This is what I signed up for. I'm trying to reach that goal. And it's not going to come easy. I've, I've known that. And so it's pretty much just like being disciplined from there, you know. Awesome. Awesome. And like Brother Ferris said, is that 
you know, the people that you see are like getting it every single day. You are like, dang, like how's he say so motivated? You have to realize these are human beings and that they're going to have days where they're it's just like you. They, they don't want to get out of bed. They, they're, they're, they feel tired. They're just like just not in the mood. They feel a little bit burnt out and so on. And, you know, everyone experiences that. And you have to realize it's normal to experience that feeling. So the thing is, is that one thing that, you know, kind of stuck with me is Brother Ferrer saying discipline, you know. That's why you see professional athletes and you see amateur athletes. The, re- the reason why they're so good at what they're doing or they're the best of the best is because they were willing to get out of bed even on the days when they didn't want to. So that's something that you have to keep in mind is as bad as you don't want to go and work out or go on a walk or study, like, you know, you have to have that, you know, that grit of like, I have to go. And there's something that, you know, Brother Ferris was saying that consistency, like this guy, Nick Bear, um, I was listening to one thing he was saying and he says consistency, consistency compounds. And that's like, it's true. Like the more consistent you are with something, the, the more results you're going to see versus like if you say like if you worked out one week took the next week off worked out the next like yeah you might see some progress but it's going to be like a roller coaster it's going to be like this up and down versus if you stick with it every single day or at least every single week you're going to see progress so yeah and just to add on to that man as you said you know you can't ever just rely on motivation to get to where you want to be because it's a true roller coaster. It's literally like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the stock market. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just a straight roller coaster. And so if you plan on just getting to your goals based off of motivation, some days it's going to be there. Some days it's going to be so high. You're like, yo, let's do it. Let's go. You know, let me, you know, hit the gym hard. Let me stay up all night grinding or whatever it is you do. Yeah. And then the next day you're so burnt. The motivation is right here. Mm-hmm. You got to find that balance of your work, life, your your fun and like the things that you know matter to you you know what i'm saying so just find that discipline and be consistent with it all right you never have to go 100 percent all in one day you know and then zero the next you can do 50 50 exactly. you know you can do 20 percent over five days whatever it may be but whatever you do make sure it's consistent of course and the one thing i wanted to add on is like something that i wouldn't say is a pet peeve of mine but Something that, like, I noticed with not just myself, but with others as well is, like, relying on other people to kind of go out and do things in life. And this could be applied to anything. So something that I noticed, like, something, like, with the soccer trains I do is sometimes there's people that will literally not go to the field unless their friend goes out. Or, like, let's say, like, your friend doesn't go to the gym. He's like, oh, yo, I'm going out of town. They will not go to the gym. And that's where, like it doesn't piss me off but it just shows that you just lack so much discipline and like you don't want it bad enough they don't want it bad enough. and the thing is is that if you want to go pro or if you want to get better in life you can't rely on people to hold your hand the entire way you got to want it and if you could do it by yourself having someone like brother ferris be with you during that journey is just a plus but when he was gone during ramadan i still showed up every single day to the gym and i gave it 200 percent when he comes to the gym, I'm still putting 200%. So it doesn't matter. If he's there, that's a huge plus. But if he isn't, I'm still going to put that work in. And some people have to realize in life is that you can't always rely on your friends to, like, you know, hold your hand. Come on, Johnny. Like, do an extra rep. You have to tell yourself, come on. 
push, push, push. Because I'm telling you, if you build that mindset, you're going to separate yourself from such a large group of people that you're just going to excel. And that's something that like I want all the young kids to listen to because don't rely on your friends. Don't rely on coaches. Go to the field by yourself. Push yourself. If you can push yourself... When you have a great friend to work out with or you have a group of people that will push you, that's a positive. That's just a, you know, that's the extra sprinkles because, you know, having a, a friend work out with you to push you that, you know, that nothing beats better than having a great like gym bro. But then the day if they can't come out, you still got to put that work in, even if he wasn't th- like pretend he was there, you know. Yeah. So that's something I just wanted to like, you know, mention. I was going on a little rant. No, that's, but- <laughs> bro, that's that's perfect advice and just one last thing about this as well is that you know don't rely on your friends but you gotta surround yourself with those people who want to see you succeed as well you know what i'm saying For if sure. the people around you don't want it as bad as you do then you gotta get rid of them you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know if, if someone is going to uh, if you're gonna hang out with somebody all they want to do is you know party or just you know sit around play games all day yeah, maybe you'll get great at games, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe you'll meet a lot of people at the party, but, like, at the end of the day, you know, if that's not your goal, then what are you doing with them? You know what I'm saying? You got to be with people who are better with that than you. Be with people who are literally going to bring the best out of you. So that's that's what you got to do, yo. Exactly. So, you know, great response. Um, so now I'm going to ask you, what is the craziest thing you've done athletically? So I don't know if you guys – if anyone is following Brother Ferris on IG, you've probably seen that he's an amazing athlete and that he can do some incredible stuff. But I would love to hear, uh, you know, what is the craziest thing you've done athletically in terms of like that's something that you're like, dang, like I'm pretty proud of or something <laughs> out of the ordinary that not like, you know, typical people would do. Oh man, you know, I got to I got to roll back to like 2017, 2018. bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, now those were the years where, like, between uh, 2014 and 2018, I was really big into parkour, Yeah. you know? So, I was always, like, jumping off of buildings, <laughs> and, um, yeah, for real, you know, I was jumping over cars and stuff like that, and so that's when I was really, like, let's just go, you know? I didn't really care if I got, you know, injured. I just I had complete confidence in my ability. Um, so, I would probably say the toughest thing is I... One, well, I, jumping over cars is something I used to do a lot, you know. I just think about to. that. He was jumping over cars. Like, yeah. how many people can say they could jump over their, like, you know, their Honda Civic or something? Well, they, the cars were not moving. or They were stationary, but I used to love doing that. It was like, you know, if I wanted to impress somebody, I would just, you know, quick little warm-up and then boom. <laughs> so I used to do that all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, probably the other thing that I was really happy about is I raced a Camaro RS 2017. And I actually beat the Camaro the first 30 yards. So <laughs> people think it's crazy, but I got it all on video. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it was like 15 yards, but still, you know, beat a Camaro RS. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about your business and like what type of things you offer? Because I think a lot of people, they know, yeah, he's Brother Ferris. He's a strength and conditioning coach, but... Tell them a little about about like your Instagram page. What has it like? What opportunities has it gotten you? Because are you are you doing this full time? Yeah. So so uh, actually, I've been doing this full time since um, since right before COVID started. You know, it's crazy because I used to work in uh, in, a, in a clinic 
it was a chiropractic clinic and as soon as covid came actually i'd quit like the month before and i was like you know what let me just go full in with this business let me help as many people as i can doing my own thing and covid came i would have had to quit anyway they were gonna they fired everybody you know because yeah. nobody could work so um and you know things work in mysterious ways because i had never planned to do it full time you know off the bat but once covid came and i saw like what the online training and stuff was doing i was instantly like wow you know like let me just continue this let me pull put 100% effort into it and so you know what i'm doing now is i offer online training to anyone whether you're an athlete of all sports all ages whether you're old young whether you're just somebody who wants to get in shape um you know doesn't matter you know i offer that online training and um wherever you are in the world as well which is one of the greatest benefits of doing this is because you know i got i can work with somebody here work with somebody in japan you yeah. know the middle east so that's one of the my favorite things about it i also have you know different programs where you know people can just go and follow those and you know um hundreds hundreds and hundreds of people have used those programs and seen incredible results and so you know those are always right there for people but the the newest thing that is going to be releasing very soon hopefully it's out by the time you see this <laughs> podcast right here it's um a little sneak peek these guys the only ones who're going to hear it <laughs> it's BF Academy where i'm actually going to be teaching and uh essentially just providing a lot of educational content as well as you know different types of workout programs tutorials and just things that are really going to take you from a to z when it comes to elite human performance that's awesome so what are some opportunities that like since you've grown your social media page how many followers do you have on instagram currently um right now i have like 250k or so yeah so that's a huge following and with that following have you been what like cool things have like been approached like what what things that ha have you been given not given but like what cool things have you been able to do with that huge following i know like you know sometimes people hear like oh this person has a huge following now they got you know approached by Gymshark, other brands mm -hmm. and they were able to travel or you know they were able to receive certain things so can you tell them about like what things have you know you've been able to do since you know gain like growing this huge community yeah yeah so um you know in the beginning it was um like it was like so many things were coming left and right and i was just like you know because you're so excited it's the first time you see all these brands coming to you i was just taking everything i was like yeah let me send me that i'll make you a video send me this send me that you know a lot of a lot of free things you know in terms of exercise equipment and you know little little things like that um but there has been a lot of bigger opportunities some cool things like um you know, I was able to work with Men's Health. You know, I did some uh, workouts for them. I'm in a couple of their articles. If you go get the magazine, you know, I was able to travel with another company to New York, shoot some very nice content for them. That'll be out soon. I was able to travel to Egypt and do some collaborations with other brands over there. And um, so, like, you know, there's been a lot of good opportunity and you know, um, I, I can just go down a list, but probably the coolest thing was working with uh, this one studio. Shout out to Flink Studios, man. You guys are great. You know, where I actually tell my entire story. And it wasn't just me talking. It was actually a full production. And it was the biggest production I've been a part of. And that definitely wouldn't have 
came to me if I didn't, you know, put myself out there in the first place. And so um, you guys should check that video out. It's really sick. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the production quality is like, it's like a movie. The next question I have for you is for people who want to kind of get into the social media things, what are some tips you would recommend for them to kind of get out there? I know a lot of people are a bit nervous, you know, might be a little introverted. Like I was a bit introverted and I was kind of hesitant about starting Sparta X and getting myself out there. What like helped you just start start out your, you know, social media page without worrying about everybody criticizing <laughs> you and so on? Like what are some tips, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, I was the same way in the very beginning. I used to care what people thought, you know. I used to be like, man, I don't know if I should post this. This isn't perfect. Look at the guy who just did the same thing. He's better <laughs> than me. But, you know, if you always care what people think, then you're never going to get anywhere. You know, not just online, but in real life, you know, for anything you do. So you have to be confident and you got to have fun with it. You got to figure out a way for you to have fun with your page, whether it's on IG, uh, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is, because if you're just seeing it strictly like this is work, <laughs> then you're not going to stick to it. You know what I'm saying? Like who wants to work all the time? You know, and I think, you know, for me, I, I just have complete fun with it. You know, I don't see it like work one bit. And, you know, believe it or not, I've been posting online <laughs> on social media for a long time, bro. And I would say the biggest thing when it comes to social media is try to have fun with it. If you just look at it like it's a job being on it, then you're not going to stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to work all the time? Yeah. You know, you got to have fun with it. And um, whether you're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you know, whatever platform, you know, you got to, you know, find your niche, find what it is that you want to post about, what you're confident about, what you know you can be consistent about and what you can have fun with. So it seems like a lot, but, you know, you'll be surprised. You know, there's tons of different things that people post about these days. So it's really just, you know, you trying different things out and seeing what works best for you. And can you tell them a little bit about like how you started? Like what what did you use? Because a lot of people might think like, oh, you need a big fancy camera to really like blow up and so on. Can you tell them a little bit about what you started off with and yeah. what you still use to this day to create, you know, a following of 250,000 people? And that's just on Instagram alone. That doesn't even include, you know, TikTok or YouTube. Yeah, man. So when I first started, it was like 2012 and like, or maybe no, before that, it was like probably 2011. And, you know, I just always had, you know, this um, obsession with recording myself training because I always wanted to see my progress. And, you know, like I said, like when I first started, I was into parkour. I was into tricking and stuff like that. That's and crazy. so yeah so like I, I i was looking back through sorry for cutting off nah, good. but i was looking back through some of his old clips and when i tell you some of the things that he's done you have to check <laughs> it out it's 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 honestly incredible like the amount of people that could possibly do what brother ferris do is not many people so check it out i'll have it linked down below for you guys to see it but I let I let Brother Ferris continue about him and his, you know, the tricking and everything else. Yeah. So, like, I was really into the tricking and, um, you know, so I would always practice that. And, like, that's very focused on technique. So I'm always looking back at my, my footage and, like, yo, I can improve my technique here, there. So what all started of me recording myself was simply just for me, just to see how I'm doing it and how far I can go. And uh, from there, you know, I started posting on Instagram, it was first for a competition. I, I I didn't really like Instagram in the beginning 
but um there was a competition going on it was like post yourself doing something incredible win like 100 bucks and i was like so excited i was young so uh i went ahead opened the ig and then i just started posting a lot of other training clips of me doing you know some tricks and just very impressive things at least maybe i thought it was impressive oh it's impressive and um <laughs> and uh it wasn't until like you know 2019 actually you know so 2011 to 2017 or 2019 of just posting like crazy things but 2019 is where i actually started to have the idea of let me teach people how to do these impressive things because you know when you see these crazy cool things online you're like yo that's dope all right next you know because who else can do that you exactly know what I'm yeah so i was like you know let me teach people how to improve your performance how to be able to do some of these things that i do and that's really when my account took off is because it's like yo this guy you know he's very helpful he kind of he knows what he's talking about and so you know that's pretty much how my online career began began is when i just you know started teaching that's crazy and what do you use a what yo i use an iphone man I've, I've used the iphone for the longest time an iphone i started with an iphone like five then i went to an iphone six iphone eight now this is an iphone 12 uh 12 pro and you don't need fancy equipment to get it done you know like i was using an iphone 8 for the longest time i literally just got this iphone 12 last year you know what i'm saying so you don't always need to be at the top you know when it terms of, when it comes to quality but as long as it's not looking like it was filmed on a toaster or something like <laughs> android, that android not the android <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey love to android users but you know what i'm saying like as long as it's not like just so bad you know what i mean like then you're you're good to go you don't need two thousand dollar cameras you know what i'm saying from the beginning you know maybe get that once you're a little further in yeah so that's something i wanted to like really shine light on is that for people that they think they need super fancy equipment you could just start off using your phone and something that you know brother ferris mentioned that was super you know in common of how i started was i used to film with like a very old like the one of the first generation iphones of me taking shots and training at Wayfield Park right here. And, you know, from there I started posting all the stuff because, you know, for for at, at the end of the day it was for myself because I was, like, looking at my technique and seeing, like, oh, what can I improve on my shot? What can I – can I dribble faster? Oh, I'm, like, I'm, you know, slacking off on this side. I'm trying to be more consistent. And in a way, filming yourself is probably one of the best ways to improve on anything uh like sport related because you can really see yourself performing the movement or doing whatever you're having to and then you can improve from that and then you can look back on it the next couple of weeks months and see improvement if you work at it and it's just something really cool to have because you can go back and be like wow like that's why so many people do like the transformations like for bodybuilding for fat loss you know when they're cutting and prepping because they go you know they take a beginning picture and then in a couple months they're you know at a different whole new level and it's always great to like look back on it and then you know you can not only is it motivating to yourself but it's, it's extremely motivating to, for others because then they can mm. see it's like it's possible they see it's a journey you know yeah, it's a you journey. see how far you've come exactly you know yeah but yeah that's pretty much it man i mean recording yourself is always good you know you can even get obsessed with it you know what i'm saying but ultimately you know to you know you just got to have fun with it and when you enjoy what you're doing 
whether that's you know you training alone recording yourself and posting it online type of thing then if you enjoy it just keep doing it you know what i'm saying it should never feel like it's a complete chore mm -hmm. otherwise you're you're not gonna love it as much yeah you're gonna get burnt out too early on and that's something you don't want to have because like brother ferris said is that you want it to be fun enjoyable you want to enjoy what you do because it's you know if it becomes more of a chore and a hassle you're just gonna be less motivated to kind of continue on with it versus like if you enjoy it and you enjoy helping people motivating people and doing it for yourself you're more likely to continue doing it for a longer period of time and that's something you know i love creating content and that's why you know i collaborate and i'm with brother ferris all the time because he likes doing it and i enjoy working out with him i enjoy filming and creating amazing stuff and learning and getting better and that's something you know i i plan on doing for as long as i possibly can yeah and like realistically you know like 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 i just told you guys i've been doing it for so long even if this wasn't my career or i didn't you know make any money or whatsoever from it i would still be doing it yeah just exactly. because i like it you know you know i i posted on ig for literally uh nine years before you know i even made a penny you know what i'm saying so like and it's just out of pure enjoyment so yeah and that's something you have to realize is that at the beginning of starting any social media page it's gonna be it's gonna take time for you to grow if you're just in it for like trying to make money and trying to get famous it's it's gonna take a lot longer you have to actually enjoy what you're doing and it has to be authentic like don't do it for the wrong reasons if you naturally let it happen like you're gonna see your pages naturally grow because people are gonna get to know you and yeah there's some people that you know they're smart and they can you know be able to become you know grow their page very quickly off things but it's best if you know just be yourself and create a really good image of your brand so people could be like wow like you know, before even knowing Brother Ferris, like, I already had an idea just by looking at his social media page of, like, the type of person he is. And he matches the same personality he does when he posts on IG versus, like, you know, in real life, which is, you know, super cool. That's not, you know, a lot of people can't really say that. And that's something that, you know, there's a lot of people that struggle with is that they want to be, you know, they want to act, so, like, differently on social media than real life. But in reality, just be yourself. And you'd be surprised how many people are gonna like the true you don't force yourself to be someone you're not and just you know have fun with it don't forget about anyone that doesn't disagree with you as long as you're enjoying what you're doing you're trying to help people or you're just trying to motivate or you're just doing it for yourself don't worry about anybody criticizing you because you know platforms like tiktok and instagram you're always going to have someone that's going to disagree with you that's not going to like it and they're going to have to say something about it and at the end of the day it's like you know you got to have tough skin that's like you know it's part of it but you just got to move on because at the end of the day you're gonna have more people who are gonna like it than dislike it and as long as you you know you know what you're doing is something beneficial and that's trying you're just trying to help or motivate people then just keep on doing it and, you know i posted it on tiktok and i've gotten so much like criticism for doing th certain drills too slow or this not getting realistic and so on and you know at the end of the day i can let it you know bother me but then the day i just keep on posting you know at the end of the day if you know someone t has that much energy to you know talk bad about you then they they're either miserable or they're you know they're envious of you so that's why, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, go. I tell a lot of kids that this is the time to, you know, really grow your own brand and get out there because, 
you know, everyone's using social media and you could become famous off anything. There's people becoming famous off their own dogs and like <laughs> off like true, yeah. and there's people that are becoming, you know, well known, creating a huge following off their own farm. And there's this guy I followed that he has all these like venomous snakes, uh, uh, like lizards bugs and you know he, he's creating a huge falling off that so you know this is the time if you like doing something you know post about it you know if you really want to you know get out there and share it to the world and you know you can teach someone something new it's you know the time is now so don't be afraid because at the end of the day that you'd be surprised how many people are going to appreciate it they're going to like it and it, it might provide you so many cool opportunities that you'd never thought of and that's why there's so many people that they don't end up working the nine to five and they end up doing something they enjoy. And that's because they took the risk and, you know, you just got to, you know, do it, just do it and stick with it. Those are like the two things. If you do it, you already, you already did the, the biggest part. And then now you just, if you just stick with it, you, I feel like you're set. And it's also good to like study also other people's, what they do. If you are in a similar niche as other people, you can learn for so many other people use it as almost motivation to be like wow like this guy is posting every single day but like at this at the end of the day just you know keep on working on yourself and be proud of all the small achievements you do don't get too caught up in because at the end of the day it, could, it can become a little bit toxic and you can become burnt out and that's there's times where you know I kind of caught myself like oh man I've been trying to post every single day that my my training was suffering and I got burnt out that I was like I don't want to film today like I'm just so burnt out but you know if you have a good balance I think you're going to have that drive and energy to, you know, really create super creative things to the point where it might blow up. So just stick with it, have fun with it. And, uh, you know, we're going to end today's podcast with a couple questions uh, that I got on my IG story. I told everybody that, you know, we were doing a podcast. So these are questions for, you know, the both of us, not just um, Brother Ferris, but this could be something that we both can answer. So the first question is from my friend Michael Velasquez. Shout out to Michael. That's the guy I did the first podcast with. Oh, him. So check out his podcast. His, his uh, podcast will be coming out soon. But he says, well, he asked, sorry. What he asked was, what do you tell yourself to stay motivated when you don't want to work out? Man, Michael, that's a great question. Honestly, that's a great question. You know, I uh, I just look at myself and I just know that because I'm not where I want to be right now, that's just enough motivation <laughs> to go and put that work in, you know, and that works for me. You know what I'm saying? And like I said earlier, you're not always going to be motivated, but I'm just so disciplined to know that if I really want to make that progress, then that work needs to be put in. So, you know, discipline over motivation. That's a great answer. And for me, what same thing is strictly discipline. Like if I really want to, you know, achieve something I have to do it you know at the end of the day in my mind I'm always thinking like there's someone out there who's working a lot harder than I am and I'm not taking that opportunity to better myself or to you know try to better myself and at the end of the day I think your health should be number one priority at the I know there's a lot of things that people have to prioritize in life like work children and you know paying the bills and stuff like that but I think, you know, you still have to make time to, you know, better yourself and, you know, live a healthy life that I think that's just so underlooked. We, you know, we prioritize so many other things that we forget about our own health. And that's the most important thing because, you know, you want to live a long life. You want to be there for, for when your children get older and, and et cetera. So take care of your body and, 
you, you know, it's also going to, you know, working out and doing all those things is also going to, you know, help you live, you know, be stress-free because it releases also all those endorphins after you, you know, that's why you feel so great after having a great workout, you know. Mm-hmm. After we work out together, we feel amazing. Well, I feel like a different. We feel amazing. Like Yeah, I feel different, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just a great feeling. It's overall, an amazing feeling. Know? So that's why, you know, I tell people who are struggling, you know, who are feeling super stressed out, tired, and so on, like, just go for a walk. I'm not saying you have to run a marathon. I'm not saying you have to go and squat 315. Just go for a walk. Just go for a walk. Just take a, you know, get some fresh air. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel a lot better. And the more you do it, you're going to build a really good routine and just going to become natural. So that's, you know, for me, that's, you know. That's a very beautiful, elaborate answer. Bro. Yes, I, I went, <laughs> no, went, went way too long answer. on that one. But, <clears throat> but thank you, Michael, for the question. The next one is for my boy Alex. He's one of the youngins. He says, what are some good daily stretches for having good posture and fixing uneven hips? Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing is building something into your routine and looking at why is your posture bad in the first place. You know, like if you're sitting at a computer all day just like this, you know what I'm saying, and you're just so hunched over, then you could do all the stretches you want. But if you don't fix that way that you're sitting, then you're not going to improve your posture. So first and foremost, look at what is causing, you know, that posture and hip issue and whatever, and you got to tackle that. But uh, in general, I mean, there are tons of things you can do. I think uh, the biggest thing is, um, you know, if you know that your posture is bad and, uh, for example, like you're rolling forward like that, then you got to strengthen the muscles in the opposite direction. So strengthen your back, you know, strengthen your core. That's going to promote more pelvic and hip stability. And, um, you know, if you're sitting too much, then that hip is going to get tight. So go for more walks, you know, get up and move around. Get a standing desk. <laughs> yeah, get that standing desk, you know, so. Yeah, but, like, exactly what Brother Ferris said is, like, that would be exactly what I would say is that, you know, focus, look at the things that are causing, like, what are you doing in a day that's making you feel that? Are you sitting down for long periods of time? Are you are you slouched over looking down for several hours? Like, if you see those things that are causing this pain what can you do to alleviate or you know cut a big chunk maybe get up stand up move around every couple minutes so that you're not constantly sitting down you can you know you don't have to get necessarily a standing desk but you can stack your computer onto something mm-hmm. where you're standing up because sitting in this position your your hips are in a flex position yeah. <laughs> so that's why you know if your hips flexors are tight like let, let's say you're an athlete you're shoot you're kicking and, and then you're going home and you're sitting for the next six seven hours imagine how tight you're going to feel the next day. So, so a lot of people, you know, you know, like great, great response from brother Ferris. So Alex, I hope those things continue to do a lot of mobility, strengthening those muscles that are going to keep your posture. Like if you're a person that slouches over, you got to strengthen those back muscles because you know, those are the muscles that are keeping your, your, you know, your chest out and your back retracted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take your time, analyze, the things that you're doing in a day-to-day basis so that you can find the cause and then attack it from there and then you can make those small adjustments to improve you know any of those issues because once you find the main cause then you can you know you can supplement with these little things that can improve it and then reduce it and eventually you won't have any of those issues anymore so great uh great question from alex the next uh what's the the next question we have is from Green Pimple. 
he asked, how many times a week should I practice? And I guess I could start off with that one. It really depends. This is like a very broad, you know, question. And it really depends on, you know, what sport you're playing, uh, your level of fitness, and, in, you know, what, like, what do you, like, what type, what period of the season you're in? Because those are all factors. If you're in season and you're a collegiate athlete, you're probably only going to be training, you know, two to three times a week in the weight room. I mean, three is kind of pushing it, but I would say like twice. And then everything else is sport related. If you're just someone who's like, you know, just trying to get in shape and you're, let's say you have, you're in decent shape, I would say, you know, you could do anywhere from five to six days a week, you know. Um, you have to remember that each day can't be 200% because you're just going to burn yourself out. You know, brother Ferris, I would say he's an elite athlete and we do, you know, we work Monday work. We work out Monday, Tuesday, we, we take a break Wednesday and then we go back at it Thursday, Friday. And then sometimes we do something on the weekend. So, you know, as you can see, we give ourselves our body recovery because at the end of the day, recovery is, almost more important than the actual workout itself and then you know brother first can elaborate this response as well yeah you know recovery is huge first and foremost so you know like just like philip was saying you know uh, it's really going to depend on you how much you can train you know what's your level of fitness are you in season out of season what sport do you play you know if you play a very high intense sport like you know uh mma you know for example and you're going full out punching each other in the face every <laughs> practice you know what i'm saying you're taking those hits like yeah you can practice but you know what level of practice you know what i'm saying you know so there's so many questions to ask and answer and it also depends on what kind of training you know are we talking in the gym exactly are we talking on the practicing field. on the field you know whatever it may be so you know um in general though you know you want to try to work within your schedule and know what you can do for example, like if you know that you're training with your team five days a week, then uh, and and you want to also hit your training in the gym, then you got to make sure that, OK, am I going to be able to recover? You know, am I going to be able to perform w uh, with my team when it matters the most? You know, so you got to look at all those different factors and um, to touch about recovery real quick. It literally is the most important thing. Like there's no point going to the gym training so hard and you're not you know drinking enough water you're not eating enough you're not sleeping enough because when you you sleep and when you recover that's literally when the body gets better that's when you're going to see improvements with your strength your power you know your overall fitness so you know sometimes you know people think that yo i got to do more and more and more and more but if you're already not recovering and not sleeping right then you're actually going to be doing less for yourself yeah and then you know, to touch more on that is that, you know, if you don't do those simple things and you're working, you know, crazy hard, you're more likely to develop, you know, these injuries. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, people ha end up do like getting these small strains, you know, pulling muscles and so on, especially like, you know, this past season, it, 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 it was hard for me because, you know, when I was going into it, like we're we're training five days a week with games on the weekend. So do you think, you know, someone should be hitting the weight room five days a week as well? Like, no. It's no way, man. And it's and I'm keep in mind, like, my practices were from 9 to 11 p.m. at night. I'm getting home at 1230, and I'm going to bed at 1, and then I'm waking back up at 7. So I'm only getting, like, six, seven hours of sleep. 
and that's yeah. just not optimal. And as you get older, you need more rest. Mm-hmm. And like Brother Ferris said, is that you know you have to. You, there's like three pillars that I tell a lot of people is that you need good sleep, eight to nine hours. You need to be hydrated. And then you also have to eat well. If you do those three things, like I guarantee you, like your overall recovery, your performance, everything will be much more effective versus if you don't, if one of those pillars are not doing well, then something bad is going to happen. And I'm not, not injury wise, but it, it could happen. That's the only thing. Yeah. You just will not be optimal. You know what I'm saying like the main point of why we're training in the first place, you know, um, obviously you got many reasons and goals, but you want to be really be the best you can be, you know, especially if you're a young athlete, you want to reach that full potential so you can, you know, play at the highest level. And, you know, if, if any of those pillars are lacking, then you're not going to reach it. Simple as that. For sure. But yeah, we're going to wrap up this podcast. I just want to give uh, brother Ferris a huge, huge thank you for coming here today and joining me on this uh, hot, stormy day, as (laughs) you can see. It was very hot, man. (laughs) It was super hot, but now we have a nice breeze. But, you know, Brother Ferris is a a very close friend of mine. And, you know, he's one of those people that you you need to find in life because he's someone that's going to push you to become the best person inside the gym and outside. So find that group of people, find that person where they're going to be pushing you to become better every single day and if you find that person i guarantee you life is just going to go up instead of down so i just want to give a huge thank you to you brother ferris thank you again for everything you do um i'm gonna have all his information down below so if you're interested in any workout programs or any training you could have find all his stuff down below like he said he has some big plans coming up in the future that i'm super excited for him about and i know he's super excited about but uh, I'll let Brother Ferris, you know, finish off this podcast with any last words. Yeah, bro. It was literally my pleasure to be on this podcast. Seriously. I mean, you know, everything this guy said, I mean, it's like you're, you're a mirror. You know what I'm saying? The same exact thing goes to you in terms of like, you know, being with somebody who's going to help bring the best out of you. And so that you guys can both, you know, climb to greatness together. So, you know, that same exact thing goes right back to you. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe training with you guys and just creating a lot more content for you all. So hope this podcast was beneficial. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.